That sounded like a Godzilla scream. It is a yeah. Godzilla remix uh, yeah. that I've just been really in a Godzilla kick uh, recently. <laughs> Are you going back and like watching one. the old ones? I gotta ones? go see it. Yeah, I've been watching some like clips of old, of old ones and everything. But again, if you haven't seen Godzilla minus one, go see it right now. It's it playing is right across the street. Absolutely amazing. It's playing across the street. Yeah. It's playing at AMC's. It's playing at the Alamo Draft House. It's playing all over the place. I would recommend seeing it in a big theater if you can because the CGI and everything is so good. So, so with the CGI Come on, in mind, Pasadena, figure this out. Have you <laughs> got, when you're going and looking at the old ones, have you gotten the one where it's just some guy in a rubber suit stomping on models? Have you gotten those I've seen yet? some YouTube clips. I, yeah. 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 It's, it's, but you know, it's got the history in it and stuff. I think it's kind of fun uh, just to see how things evolve over time and why it was created originally. But, I also have been seeing this uh, remix all over the place. Okay, we got a Regal out there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're in? Yeah. Like for real or like last time you said you were in? <laughs> no, I'm in. And it's it's a tight two hours. See it. I just got so it's not like out. it's two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. It's tight two hours and it moves. Okay, they, this just sp- came into my head when you said that. Tight two hours. You, you know, you guys know my opinion. Nothing really should be longer than two hours. There are obvious exceptions to what I'm about to say, but you know what we're getting very close to starting? In fact, we're starting on Saturday is bowl season mm-hmm. where there's bowl games. Those things are four-plus hours long. It's insane. They're unreal. Do you watch they're- any of them? I only watch the ones that- I like- watch some. Like, if I'm flipping, I see it. I'll, yeah. if, the, if it's a close score- I'll stop and watch for a little mm-hmm. while. If it's 42 to 14, yeah. I, I keep let moving. Me, okay, let me play out a scenario. It's a close game, um, but Wizards-Raptors are in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Seven minutes left in the game. Sure. And Raptors are only up 11. Uh-huh. Which one are you going with? College football. Okay. It... it has to be late in the game. Kyle Kuzma, man. The, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> yeah. Those Kyle football Corbett. games are way too long. Yeah, yeah, they're, they they're are. Way they are. Too, the national championship game, like we should set an over on. It'll be three fifty if it's a minute. I but think that, that I that, the most frustrating of them all, and that one's really college football's the worst. That one's really frustrating. March Madness during the tournament. I'll there, take your word for it. There is. I, I don't blame you, by the way. <laughs> there is. 67 commercials a half. Yeah. They're like, you know what? The game's getting really good here. Let's stop for four <laughs> minutes. for No no one even called timeout, nothing. Let's just stop the game yeah. so Pepto-Bismol can tell you a message about whatever. <laughs> could use some right now. Yeah, like last year, I think I was on a flight when I was oh, during the TCU-Michigan game. I think I was probably like, I was probably like halfway through the flight and it didn't have one of those TVs that you could watch live TV on it. But I knew the game was starting at some point, about halfway through the flight. This was a flight trans transcontinental from Washington. I landed. It was halftime. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, I just it, can't. And unless the game is incredibly close and has, and let's be honest, there are exactly three college football games left on the schedule that matter, the two semifinals and the finals. They'll all be over four hours long. And it's just, if those games get outside of two touchdowns, peace out. Yeah. It's just it's it's just not there. Anyway, when you were talking about a tight two hours, that popped into my head. Otani's press conference is today. Today at three. Uh, today yeah. at three. So you're going to get to see him put on the hat. Oof. We're going to get to see him slide on the jersey. And I'm sure Mason and I will go live or yeah. a portion of live. I would mm-hmm. think so. Uh, it's incredibly exciting. I think... Is Yamamoto just behind him? He's probably he's like, just in like, the, hey, let's do him at 4.30. He's probably doing a bullpen out in left field while he's getting ready to go. Um, by the way... They're not going to sign Yamamoto today. Yeah. There's a good chance that they sign Yamamoto. There's an incredibly good chance that they sign Glasnow yeah. sooner than later. I yeah. think that's imminent. I think that's on the 
you know, two or three yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this this goes back to, hey, I'm gonna get two million a year for ten years. Go handle business right now. Yep. W- where are the weak spots? Yep. Pitching, pitching is an issue, or we can think that pitching could be an issue. Yep. Cool. Go address it right now. And the Dodgers are obviously trying to be in the process of it. And, and Otani's obviously the deferring of the money was incredibly smart, according to about half the people that you ask, and incredibly stupid to about half the people you ask. Right? As far as like the the structure and circumventing the the rules, or at least the spirit of the rules. It's not illegal. The Dodgers took advantage of it. Otani took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And he got the contract that he wants. I thought that the thing that was particularly interesting was we touched on it yesterday, right before the end of the show, that there's very specific language in his contract that said if a member of the Dodger uh, personnel group is no longer a part of them at the end of that season, he has the right to opt out of the, t- uh, of the, the contract. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of speculating on who it might be because we didn't know. Is it a player? Is it Dave? Is it an executive? Well, it turns out it's Andrew Friedman and Mark Walter. So the president of the team, the architect of the team, and Mark Walter, who's the owner of the team. Andrew Friedman basically got himself a 10-year extension Mm -hmm. (laughs) with with that deal. Because if Otani – what Otani was signing up for was what the Dodgers have done for the last 10 years. The one hole in his resume is I've never played in the postseason – the closest thing to a sure thing of getting to the postseason is the Dodgers. And the reason that Otani knows that is because they've gone 11 years in a row. Mm-hmm. They've gone 11 years in a row with a variety of different teams, with a variety of different stars. They've been able to rebuild it on the fly without ever really dipping at all. And he knows that the reason they've been able to do that is because of Friedman. And I've been critical of him. You've been critical of him. Their failures in the playoffs are wildly frustrating. But the fact of the matter is... He sees what ineptitude looks like. He experienced it for six years with a bad owner, yep. with a with a front office that constantly Recycled. turns over, mm-hmm. fired managers, fired GMs. And this was, I want stability, and I want the person that put the stability together to continue to provide the same stability moving forward. Friedman got Otani, and Otani said, if he goes, I go. Can, I mean, th- think about that. Think about the power that Friedman holds in that organization right well, now. Well, I, I think it, the power is flexed both ways because sure. I, I think what Otani is basically saying is, let's say three years from now, the Dodgers made the playoffs three years in a row and did not have a World Series to show for it. And the 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 noise that comes from the outside every year, it only gets louder. Mm-hmm. This past offseason, listen – how many times did we say we listen to all of the Andrew, the, the last two years? Every Andrew Friedman quote that comes after a game, we're dissecting it like no tomorrow. Why are you going to fire Dave Roberts? It's Friedman that's making all the decisions. Why are you going to? If they don't win this upcoming year, a World Series, it literally is. There's no other team in baseball that's World Series or bust. I don't want to hear Yankees any of that. Go look at what the Dodgers sure. have: World Series or bust. Let's say they're two, three years down the road and they still don't have a World Series to show for it. And that doesn't mean you didn't have success. It doesn't mean you didn't win 110 games. You're maybe it doesn't you were mean in the World Series. It doesn't and mean lost. you didn't make the World Series right. and lost just a, a really good set against right. you. Pick the team that you have. Right. But it also Shohei Otani flexing his muscles, saying. If something's going to change, you're coming through me. So I, I think, yes, you're right, that Friedman might have bought himself some time. I don't think he bought himself 10 years. I think it's Shohei Otani saying, 
ultimately at the end of the day, this thing this thing swings back my way, and you got to get my approval before you go do anything. For sure, but that he mm-hmm. put him in there by name means that he wants him there, mm-hmm. and, and Walter too. Like they, they'd all, have to get so bad, it would have to be a catastrophe that's almost unimaginable, right? Because and, and I really think I want to go back to this. We were talking a little bit about this this morning. I think there's a. a PTSD is too extreme, but it's there's a little bit of guys. I've been around incompetence. I've seen what it looks like yeah. when the owner is a bozo. He's scarred from the I, angels. I've seen what it looks like when the owner's right hand guys constantly fire people because the owner wakes up in a bad mood. I've seen what it looks like when you got a new manager every other season. I've seen what it looks like when you got a new general manager every other season. And it doesn't work. I need stability. And what's the most stable franchise here? It's them. Why? Because of that guy. The 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 Rays are still clicking along because of the structures that he put in place there and trained his people to do that. And now he's just able to do it with the with the payroll. And you can't tell me that, obviously, money, obviously, locate, all of these things. But just knowing that the guy knows how to do this has yeah. to be an incredibly reassuring thing for him. That's why he's a Dodger. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Because if the San Francisco Giants are offering the same thing, if other, um, it was reported that, Otani was basically telling all the teams out there, you want to offer the same deal, I want to defer my money. And anybody, if you had 10 teams, pick the teams, any teams that you want in baseball, the best-run organizations in baseball, 10 of them all offered the same thing. Dodgers won because they're in the playoffs every year. Now mm-hmm. you can make a case for the Astros. Sure. You can make a case there's Tampa Bay. There's you can make there's cases Atlanta. out there to be made. But the Dodgers, there's unlimited resources. There really is. The farm system is incredible. Um, you know that they're going to – they already have a really good team to begin with. And I, I think there's something that comes with it too. The Dodgers really have – it doesn't seem like they've ever got over the hump either. No. You could say 2020 got over the hump to an extent. 60 games is different than 162. Look, I, I, I'm the biggest Dodger fan you're going to find. Mm-hmm. It's different. There's no arguing that it is. It counts. I'm not saying take the banner down. I'm not saying give the trophy back. It absolutely everybody else got to play a 60 game season. They had the same chance that the Dodgers did. Mm-hmm. It's the circumstances of the world at the time. It absolutely counts, but it's different. Don't Dodgers want 162 of course. games? I mean, of so, course. But and, and I guess the case that I'm making there is Shohei also with all of the positives that you have that could come from the Dodgers, basically a guaranteed playoff run. Every single year, talent up and down, the chances to go add to that roster. If they win, I, I, I'm i going to keep going back to this. Shohei Otani is going to get credit. Of course he is. They didn't and he, win and he, with, and he should. with Mookie and Freddie. I mean, they have won with Mookie, but I'm but saying it's, different. It, it's, it's the, the roster that they have today. He'll certainly get a lot he, of that credit. He, he, this is a little bit, and because the whole thing went haywire at the end of, you know, the middle of the season with SC, like, just fix the defensive coordinator, and I still believe that a big reason that they waited is like, eh, I don't want to do that. Because guess if SC is really good next year, what's the story going to be? They oh, have that guy they got from UCLA. Really He's awesome. Coordinator. He's awesome. Yeah, well, they should have done that a few years ago. Riley will get a lot of credit, but he won't get all of it. Same thing with Otani. I, I think what Otani does more than anything, with, just from a baseball perspective, never mind marketing and all this. I don't think he's going to be overwhelmed by the moment because there's evidence that he will not be. And the second he gets a couple of hits, it unlocks everybody else. It's like, oh, okay, we're good, right? It's like it's like anything else where 
I know you don't play golf, basketball, right? You when you make your first couple, it's like okay. Even if you miss a couple after that, you're gonna make. You, I'm I'm making shots tonight yeah, yeah. in golf. You miss a, a short putt to start. It's like oh god, it's happening again. Mm. You make the first couple. It's like oh okay, I'm making putts today. And even if you miss one or two, you still keep it going. Otani shows up and pops one in game one. They win seven to one or whatever it is. Watch out. Look out. Yeah. Because now it's like oh yeah. Here we go. This guy is the answer to all of our prayers. Mm -hmm. And now Mookie can just, <sighs> Freddie, all, forget it. Mm -hmm. And, they're, they're and the talent they're about to add. Your yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's how it goes together. 40 bucks. Chargers tonight in Vegas yep. against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Could it be the end of Brandon Staley? And if it is, who's next? That's the next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Update, Slee. Ready? Yes. Our pal Mark Cates. Yeah. The uh, Mandy award-winning salesperson, uh, yeah. market consultant of the year, yeah. Mark Cates. Basically has led our team in sales for 38 years in yep. a row. Yep. I uh, just got a nice text from him. Okay. Sound great, pal. Glad you're feeling uh, much better and uh, glad that you're back. Mm. Wait, I'm sorry, but did you guys know that Sam Howell has been sacked 58 times this season? Wait a minute, that doesn't... 58 times? Um, did you not That's hear... That's interesting, Oh, but... I'm just... Yeah, see, look, right I'm there. not even paying attention to it anymore. I think I'm going to get to the matter at hand, which you know is talking this about is, sports. This is... We're a sports station. This is... Are we? What this is becoming <laughs> yeah. now... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's Stick to sports, check guys. That, right, right. Check that profile there. <laughs> um, what this is becoming... Now, Mark Cates, I don't question. 14 interceptions, guys. 14 interceptions. I don't question Mark Cates with the text, but I do feel like there's going to be a lot more people now tweeting at you, going out of their way to see you, and just say, hey, how are you feeling? Sounding great, pal. Do you know who has personal. the leading record for the amount of sacks in a season? <laughs> I do, don't actually. David Carr. <laughs> yes. He had a lot. He had sixty. I'm not sure if it's sixty or seventy. I thought I, I can't remember. I it's somewhere. It, it's I a round think number. It was seventy. I think Trav is bringing up something different. I feel like you're trying to change the subject. Here. I'm not changing the subject. I'm trying to get to the subject at hand, which <laughs> is the know. Commandos this weekend. Washington Commandos. Can we go commandos. back? <laughs> Can we go back? How many sacks? 58. Yeah. They've played 14 games. 13 games. 13 games. Yeah. I didn't know if there was 58 sacks total this year. In the league? In the league. <laughs> Oh my god. He got gosh. sacked nine times. I know this because we did the Rams report <laughs> yeah, about this yeah. yesterday, Em. Sam Howell, who the Rams play on, on Sunday, yeah. the Commanders, got sacked nine times in one game against the Bills. Nine times. Has he missed a game this year? I don't think he has. I think he's played in every game. 
Yeah, he's, I'm surprised he's still standing. This guy should get in the Navy SEALs. He should be a. He should be serving our country. Here's the crazy part: he's not bad. Like he's no, he's not yeah. the Josh Allen. He's not yeah, Patrick Mahomes, but he's not a bad. I was going to say, how now. do you even know what he is if he's on the turf after well, every play? I'm glad you asked because he's been sacked 58 <laughs> times and he keeps getting up, and they score points. Yeah. Um, That's what, how. What's funny too, I think. Kirk, when he was talking to us on Sunday, it's just like sometimes we just don't understand that sometimes the sack is the quarterback's fault. So obviously not all of this can be on uh, the offensive line of the Washington Commanders. It could be that Sam Howell is... Uh, he's a second-year quarterback right now, so he just might not know how to avoid a sack, but that's 58 sacks. Okay, so let's say 10 of them are his fault. Yeah. That leaves 48, 48. that aren't. Aaron Donald is going oh to gosh. eat him up. But I, I'm, I'm t- the more impressive thing to me than anything else, if that's, if this dude has not missed a game yet this year, oh my gosh. Tough dude. He's a tough guy. Tough dude. Well, okay. So I always get David Carr, not not the quarterback of the Saints, former Raiders quarterback, who is his brother, Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. David Carr was the quarterback of the Houston Texans when the Texans were an expansion team yeah, first year. 20 I remember years that. or so yep. ago. It basically ruined his career. And double check this. I, it was either 60 or 70. I'm curious what the actual number is. And he started seeing ghosts. He was never the same again. He was never he was either the top pick or very close to the top pick. And it oh, never seventy six times 76. in sixteen games. So he has one less game than Sam Howell does. Seventy he, Sam Howell would have to get sacked twenty more times don't, in the next. Don't three challenge games. that line. <laughs> yeah, don't challenge Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't challenge that offensive line for Washington. They will make it happen. Seventy six times in a, and it ruined his career. Like wow. I, I get it. Like you want to be tough, you want to be a leader of your team, but at some point it's like, guys, I'm never gonna be able to play football again. I'm shell shocked. I, I can't go out there and do this. I'm seeing things. That, imagine if Aaron Donald gets him two or three times. Imagine if Bry, uh, Byron well, Young effect, gets too. his hands on The him. effect, too. Right? Like how many times does you see a quarterback get rid of the ball early because he thinks, oh, my gosh, I thought I was going to get sacked or I yeah. thought something was going to happen. This is you hitting the turf X amount of times, 58 times. That's yeah. that's crazy. And it's not only getting sacked 58 times. <laughs> he also has thrown pick sixes. He threw pick Three straight games with a pick six, so that's not great. I think that's he, Jared Goff I think he tied sort of Matthew production. Stafford. But, uh, in I wasn't going to mention the other guy. I knew the I knew Stafford was on there too. Em. But get this man a line. This Ugh. is a chance for the Rams defense to score points on defense. I know they scored yeah, some safeties, but mm-hmm. this is a chance to really capitalize on that. How many sacks do he breaks the record? Uh, Seventy. He needs eighteen more. Can we make sure he gets the game ball? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald. So we'd have to look who they're playing, right? I don't know. Let's say it's the Rams. I know it's not. Yeah. But Aaron Donald gets a four-sack game. He's like, yeah, that's cool, but I got sacked 77 times this season. Do you think I can maybe get that from it's you guys? Dude, give him that in the Dude. cart that's going to drive him off the field at the end of the night. And like free massages for the rest of his no life. No doubt. That's, that's crazy. But anyway, just back to the beginning, Mark Cates. That, you that, know, Cates was uh, Let's appreciate talk about it. the Chargers. Appreciate you. Thanks for looking out. You're a good yep. friend. We've known each other for a long yep. time and uh, hits me in the in the sweet spot. Sure, sure. Chargers tonight in Vegas against the Raiders. Should be a good game, but it's not because both of these teams are not very good. Yep. Um, they usually can kind of play some fun ones. but And, and I know I've asked you this a hundred times, Slee, and you keep looking at me like I got frogs on my face. What do you got? Is tonight the night if the Chargers lose to a team that got beat three to nothing a week ago? Yeah. That I, I do think that the reason that they didn't get rid of him last week is that it was a short week. You don't typically make a change in that situation. But or are we just gonna have Brandon Staley as the coach of the Chargers through the end of this season and then figure it out from there? Is there anything he could do to get canned tonight? So I I, I honestly 
don't know why it would happen tonight if it hasn't happened in the past. Because the Raiders stink, and it's national TV. Everybody, yeah. it's the only game on. Everybody's going to see it. You have 10 days to prepare for the next game. Right, yeah. right. I don't think anything would change tonight to where all of a sudden the light went on. Now, maybe they're already thinking no matter what, um, no matter what after tonight's game, however you want to kind of describe it. But the way it should have been done, if it was done five, six weeks ago, then now you're giving somebody else an opportunity. Now you're still trying to save the season, and maybe there is a little bit of a let's rally the troops together and see if we can win some of these games. They haven't even been in games, right? Like the game against the Broncos, it wasn't close the entire way. Herbert is out the rest of the season, which I think is actually a smart thing to do to shut him down. Why even take any more risks there? Um, I don't believe Staley is gone by the time tonight's all said and done because nothing has shown us every time – if this was the first time you brought up this question, hey, Al, listen, man, I think this dude's on the hot seat. I think this could be it tonight. The problem is you've been saying that for a year, or you've been saying it for two years, at least at the minimum this entire season you've right. been saying it. So I, maybe, just maybe, that Dean Spanos decides, okay, enough is enough, but I don't think there's enough is enough. You've, you, you've already had plenty of those moments – you're probably going to write him out through the rest of the year. That, that's I, that's my kind of hunch I, at this point. I, I get it, and you're probably right, but I, I keep coming back to this. What possible reason do you have to keep him? Because there's, season's already shot. That's oh, it. All the more reason to get rid of him, mm-hmm. right? The season's already shot. You don't have to worry about continuity. You don't have to do anything. You already owe him what you owe him. There's no financial benefit to keeping him around. Yeah, there. The the you could maybe evaluate some of your assistants. You could maybe evaluate your players in a different environment and see how they respond. I, I'm, I'm other than complete and utter indifference slash incompetence. Wh- why keep him? Can, can I? Because I think it's just a, it's going to eventually happen. Can I fast forward a little bit? Sure. Can we pretend that Staley is finally out? As the coach of the, uh, of the I, Chargers. I can get there mentally. I think I can envision the day where Brandon Staley's no longer the coach there. Yes. For all we know, he's going to work. He's going <laughs> to coach all the next year as well. For all Who we knows, know. right? By the way, I, as stupid as it sounds, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if that happened as well. There'd have to be a league can't. intervention. There's got to be so pressure yeah. or, or the pressure that the owner's going to get. But you look at that coaching job when it eventually becomes available. Tonight, 9 30? <laughs> Could be tonight at 9.30. I'm trying to think in my head, and I know we've played this out just a little bit. Think about everything that the Chargers got to compete with right now in Los Angeles. Yeah. How many eyes are everywhere in the sports landscape? You have the history better than anybody else. I don't know of a time that you have this much going on in Los Angeles. Part of the reason is because you didn't have two NFL teams here X amount of years ago. No, but you, if you go back far enough, you did. You had, you had Marcus Allen, and, and the Raiders were here. The Raiders were winning Super Bowls. So okay, the, yeah. so maybe there is there there yeah. is a time, but at least in the modern area, modern era, right now you have USC is all in. Yep. Whatever the hell we got to do, we're all in. Yep. Um, you have the Big Ten that's going to happen next year and you're going to have some games on Saturdays where it's like that's pretty cool number whatever Ohio State is at the Rose Bowl or college football the landscape has completely shifted college football blue blood in the backyard you got it here then you have 
Shohei Otani just signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I was just going to say, Shohei's been here, and it's been big. This is going to next level what yeah, it was before. Whatever you think it was. And the Dodgers were already, all the eyes are on the Dodgers because they're Freddy, cranking out 100 wins a year minimum. Yeah. Okay, put that to the side. The Lakers are the Lakers. LeBron, AD. And, and okay, LeBron retires in a couple – who's next? Like, right. it's the Lakers, and that's just going to continue to happen. Kind of go down the list of – the Rams won a Super Bowl and – Two years ago. And – and Have the best defensive player in the league on their team. And potentially – Play in SoFi Stadium. Potentially could be back in the playoffs in a couple of weeks here, sure. and we'll see what happens. And it's a pretty safe to say that that's an organization that knows what they're doing. And have a guy mm-hmm. in Puka, and I'm not saying Puka Nakua is the second coming of Jerry Rice, but they have a guy that has captured the attention of people in this city. We, Justin Herbert's been here six years, and I, he, could, he could walk through LA Live and people be like, oh, that guy looks kind of familiar. Puka went through there, people be excited. Mm. He, he's captured people's attention. I set it up that way because you're going to have a vacancy if you're the Chargers. And I know your head coach doesn't play in the game, but this is where I kind of I go back to this Belichick thing. If he becomes available, that is the move for the Chargers to go say, let's put some freaking attention on our franchise. Let's try as best as we can to get the eyes and the attention of everybody in Los Angeles and the national network of the NFL. Uh, it seems like that would be something that if the job becomes available, when it does, that that's, that's got to be their target. Let, let, let's do that coming up at 1145. But coming up next, Factor Cap. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Head on in to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-thru oil change. Because for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people like you and me. You're in, you're out in 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of the car. You can relax. You can stare at your phone. You can zone out. Take a short little nap. But do it before you pack up your ride and head out of town for your family holiday festivities, right? Head in your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change and let the expert technicians make sure that your ride is at its best. You don't want to be stuck on the side of the road as you're heading to Grandma's house. That's no good at all. Get it taken care of. Over 80 locations ready to help you get your ride ready for the road in no time. So visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys. I am. And all stars, just make sure, I don't know, maybe just be seated, be ready, and watching the Amazon pregame show today yeah. because you might recognize some uh, some people on <sighs> the pregame show. Not a big deal. Maybe. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes. I've already been on it once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so maybe just it might be behoove you to uh, to watch the pregame show today because yeah. you might see a little Travis at, Sliwa. Yeah. The uh, field goals at SoFi. You know that's right. Doing, the folks we from uh, NFL Network came in mm-hmm. here. Or, yeah. Uh, NFL, NFL films. films. Thank you. Yep. Uh, came in and and and. We rolled on us talking a little bit about the Chargers and the Raiders, and yeah. last time they did that, we got a little little slice at the beginning of the show of the Amazon broadcast. So uh, hopefully tonight, I'll, I will be watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had to tell them too, like, no, not that shot, guys. Move the camera angle. <laughs> Those we guys to, were we pros, man. They were they were they had got it done like that. that. It yep. was awesome. All right, so something pretty pretty. 
damn, pretty sad is about to happen. <laughs> so Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending with season 12, which premieres on February 4th mm. on HBO Max. The 10 season... Uh, Ten episode season will conclude the series with the finale on April seventh. So this is what Larry David said about the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He says, "As Curb comes to an end, I will now have the opportunity to finally shred this quote unquote Larry David persona and become the person God intended me to be—the <laughs> thoughtful, kind, caring, considerate human being I was until I got derailed by portraying this malignant character." <laughs> All right, so we love Larry David. He's fantastic. So my statement is: Larry David is the best TV creator of all time. Travis. Got two things nail on the head. You talking about Seinfeld and Curb? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Cap, although I'm not going to dig my heels in too much on it because there are a lot of people that have created a lot of, like Norman Lear just died, right? He was Mm -hmm. like 101 or two years old. And he created over 100. Yeah, basically every show you watched on TV from like 1965 to 1985, he created. Yes. And many of them iconic, mm-hmm. right? The Burroughs team and the char- yeah. they created Cheers and all these things. There's Matthew so Weiner many- was both Sopranos and Mad, Mad Men. Men. Mm-hmm. I know. Like there, there are so many guys that are great at this stuff. So I don't know if I want to put Larry David at the very top, but he's certainly a great choice. Al? It's fact for me. Um, listen, I, Seinfeld today, I can watch an episode and even though it's 30 years or 25... It's what, timeless. It's timeless. Still funny. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm is... I love the predicaments, and this is what I think what makes Larry David so great in this. It's everyday small predicaments that we might find ourselves in, and there's your entire episode. Um, and I'm not... I, I don't have too many examples of some of the other individual creators, but I do yeah. know Larry David. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Larry David is the star in Curb Your Enthusiasm, that everybody knew Larry David was the uh, him and Jerry Seinfeld in, um, in, uh, in Seinfeld. I, I think that... I don't know if I got another one, but I could watch any of those episodes any day and be okay with it. So. All right. I've be honest with you guys. I've never seen an episode of Curb. I okay. I've only heard about it because of Mason and Ireland right. and how Michael likes the the yeah. the, the uh, Espal yeah. <laughs> episode and right. I pulled clips. I don't know anything about Curb, so uh, sure. <laughs> do me a favor. Do me a favor. Go on YouTube and type. No, best. I won't do it. Trust just, me. Just listen. 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 Who cares? Listen. 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 Jorge. Trust me. I, it's like the Sopranos to me. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> Jorge. Best of Leon. Okay. Do Leon's best of Leon. Leon's the, <laughs> Leon's funniest, Leon's the funniest character I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. If you put best of Leon, there's going to be moments where you just can't stop laughing. Pretty, okay. pretty, pretty <laughs> great. Before we move on, I, I just, I, Jorge, do you, you you haven't seen Curb, so you're not the right uh-uh. person. But JB Smooth. I want to I want to ask you guys one quick question about Seinfeld and Curb together. Mm-hmm. When you watch Seinfeld, the and M, you might not have had to be. George Costanza was kind of like, oh my God, this guy's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It was such a great character. It's obviously based on Larry David's relationship with Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you got to see real Larry David in these same things, it's so much better oh, than yeah. the George Costanza character. It's kind of ruined the Costanza portions of Seinfeld for me. Am I alone in that? It didn't ruin it for me, but I know what you're talking about. Like I, I, I get Larry it. I rev- David mm-hmm. is funnier than George Costanza. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but, but but Costanza, it's it's like I could still appreciate. Costanza was also great. <laughs> yes. and it was such a ridiculous role. 
that there were so many ridiculous moments that it didn't ruin it for me maybe yeah. as much as it did I've for never you. watched them without the other. So yeah. I've always concurrently watched it. So yeah. I my view is different. So I kind of view them as one piece of an entire whole. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think they're both funny, obviously. So, um, okay, so this is funny. This morning, uh, it's been all over my timeline and my friends also who live in New York City. So... <laughs> New Jersey Transit was essentially shut down this morning because a bull, <laughs> a cow, was loose on the tracks, just running down the tracks of the New Jersey Transit. So that's, if you're coming Jeez. from New Jersey, that's like your main lifeline into the city uh, as you take the NJ Transit. So this would be the craziest thing that you could see on a subway. A bull running down the subway. <laughs> uh, Al, Patrick Cap. Fact, because I wouldn't believe you. Like if you're <laughs> saying, no, no, they shut it down because there's a bull just wait. The bull is approaching. How like do you the bull stop is it? Coming. Did you get a lasso? <laughs> Drag it off. Get a cowboy. Throw the train in reverse and pull it off the tracks. It doesn't sound real. And the fact that this is in Jersey, Penn Station or whatever a, it is, right? Well, yeah, it's, like, it's Jersey Transit's like the entire lifeline. So it, it ended in Penn Station. Um, yeah, I would. It, that's yeah, that. That one makes no sense. Facts for me. <laughs> okay, Trev. It, it yeah, I it, there would be one of those. Okay, there's no way I saw that right, right? Like, yeah. you'd be like, God, that really looked like a bull in the middle it's of like, the train. What was tracks. in my coffee? Wow, yeah, amazing. The horns too. <laughs> I think the solution, however, though, is we got to go retro, right? Think about like the old timey trains back in the old west, where they had the giant cow catcher on the front, that pointy thing, which. Not to be too gross, was basically just cut the cow in half and keep going, <laughs> right? That's what the thing was there for. Maybe we got to put those old school oh, cow catchers on commuter trains. Yeah, it's also because <laughs> New Jersey is kind of rural in yeah, places. Like there is agriculture in New Jersey, and so it's not unusual. old school. Like you know, train robbery days back in the 1860s. Throw that cow catcher on the front and let's keep it moving. Little trans, uh, little tangent. I've um, oftentimes uh, gone to New York City. And uh, from my friend's place in New Jersey. So we'd go to New Jersey, and then we'd commute in and out of the city. But in Penn Station, they announce your train like track, and you ha- everyone runs to it because the train's leaving. Right. So it's, mm. it's just a very strange thing. I have a fondness for the NJ Transit system, as well as the Northeast Corridor, because I used to take that to go to the city <laughs> when I lived in Connecticut. Uh, Jorge? Uh, I'm going to go fact that is weird, but let's not forget, there's horses on airplanes, guys. We talked about this a couple <laughs> weeks back. Yeah. Oh, it's not here anymore. That part's true. Oh, I, need no. I, need, I need that so back. It's not the uh, we got thing. a horse loose on the airplane. We need to turn around. Also and come back. in New Jersey, out of out of Newark, <laughs> I think. See, like, yeah, you're right. Uh, that place needs to get control of its animals. Uh, you get some animal control everywhere. Noah's Ark or whatever is yeah. out there. Yeah. So they got they got animals where they're not supposed to be. Airplanes and subways. All right. So yesterday I kind of got into a YouTube rabbit hole, but my YouTube rabbit hole was about um, NPR's Tiny Desk. So it got started because I wanted to watch Juvenile's Tiny Desk. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite Tiny Desk. It's so good. Um, Slow and, motion for me. Slow motion. Yeah. You know, back that. You know what up? Uh, all that great stuff. Uh, I know I can say it. I just don't like to say it. Um, anyway, you, I've, I've oftentimes Back either, <laughs> I've oftentimes gone and watched live performances and it changes my opinion about an artist, or I've gone and seen them live and it changes my opinion about an artist, either for better or for worse. So you have ha- changed your mind about an artist after you have seen them live. Jorge Fatrica. Absolutely, yes. Especially like some of these, uh, you know, Latino singers, like Mexican singers and whatnot. I've worked with, you know, a lot of these guys. I've done concerts with these guys. And then once you hear them do sound check and I'm watching these guys, because one thing is for you to record it and they're going to, you know, produce it and make you sound. And there's a system, I remember there's a system called Melodyne that can help you hit those notes that you can't hit. 
because I've seen it being produced. But once you see these people do it live on a sound check stage, mm. it changes your your like, oh, okay, cool. You do have the pipes for it. So yeah, fact. Trev? Yes, fact. Um, so as a kid growing up, like high school, junior high and stuff, I loved Motley Crue, right? Like I, I, I really enjoyed it. So Motley Crue on their last tour ever until the day decide to go out and they need more money and do it again. It's coming through. They come through Honda Center in Anaheim and Susan and I go and I'm excited and the music is still the same. The guys are playing the the music the same, and it's always exciting to see live music like that. Yeah. But Vince Neil, the lead singer, a lot older. Doesn't sound. And a lot heavier. Mm. Okay? And so he comes out, and they're playing Kickstart My Heart, right? So he's, like, kicking his legs out. You kickstart my heart. He's going, he's going. He's just he's owning it for, like, 15 seconds. And then he's out of breath. And then he's panting on the stage. And it... And they put on a great show. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you can just tell it's a physical act as much as it is anything else. So to be able to go and sing and perform and kick and yeah. jump and oh, do yeah. all of these mm-hmm. things, it was like I, I didn't kind of get it until I saw that he was winded after 35 seconds and had the crowd sing the chorus of every song. Al, I've, a fact on this, you know, I, I think there's some artists and um, just artists that I used to listen to, and you go see them in. 20 years after they were who they were, it's a little bit different, right? And you got to just kind of accept that that's the case, but it just changes it just a little bit. There's some artists that are unbelievable, but at the same time, they can't be the same of what they were when they were 25, right? So, um, and this kind of falls more on the hip hop side of things. Just that's what I was listening to back in the day. And uh, it's different. It's completely different. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, like I, you know, I know Juvenile's music, obviously, but and I'm not going to it all the time. But his Tiny Desk was so unique, so interesting, infectious that you're like, I have such a different respect for this sure. person. Mac Miller, same way. I get, I don't, I don't go to Mac Miller all the time. I respect his music, but after seeing his Tiny Desk, it's like so much emotion into this. But I've also had people that are so much worse live. That yeah. you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. I. Well, that's course. what Ori was talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. like, I can't, I can't do yeah. that. Yeah, T Pain, T Pain. On Tiny Desk is pretty good too. T Pain. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. T Pain's a good one. Susan and I went and saw a show at the Hollywood Bowl. This is a million years ago, where Garth Brooks. And at the time, I was not a Garth Brooks fan. Still lukewarm on Garth Brooks, generally speaking, but not bad. Um, he played a concert with the L.A. Phil at the Hollywood Bowl. It blew my mind. Hmm. It was um, because Garth Brooks and the L.A. Phil together. That's that, that no hmm. amazing. Hmm. And just for him to be able to find his kind of groove in yep, that kind yep. of music, for them to be able to play what he needed to have played, so he it was it was unbelievable to see. <laughs> Duval Jameson uh, tweeted at us. He said, "Once uh, I was sitting in traffic on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. He said he looked into his side rearview mirror and saw a large deer coming at him while bumping into cars. I've had this not exact situation, but like on the East Coast, deers are so much more prevalent. Yeah, and you can be on 95, which is a very fast highway." Mm-hmm. And there are deers crossing this highway. So deers, crazy. Why fear the deer? Maybe we should all get a cow catcher on our cars. We can just, everywhere we go, we've got that little slope, little graded thing in the front of our it's car. It's good for the zombie apocalypse, too. Zombie apocalypse? Uh, Mad Max had one in Road Warrior, right? Yeah. He had one on the, on the front Fury of his Road. car. Fury Road, too. See? I'm a sleek. I'm I an know, idea I guy. Know, I know. I'm an idea it's guy. It's in there. Thursday night football tonight, Raiders and Chargers in Vegas. Staley's leaving eventually. Is yeah. Belichick coming? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Have you gone out to Rotolo Chevrolet yet? What are you waiting for? 
You you know you've had your eye on that Silverado. You know they've got it at Rotolo. You know that they've got it at the price that you want it. Let's go. Get out to Rotolo Chevrolet, right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, right there in Fontana. And here's what you're going to find. Like I mentioned, every Chevy car and truck that you can imagine, especially the Silverados, every make, model, color, you name it, they've got you covered. they got pricing that's not going to get beat. But the customer service, second to none. 13 years in a row, dealer of the year. 13 years in a row at being better at this than anyone else. That's what you get when you go to Rotola Chevrolet. That's what Mike Capozio insists on when he's running that store. That's what he makes sure everyone on his team understands. So when you go, like I've been and bought a car at Rotola Chevrolet, that you get a customer service experience that you're excited to tell people about. Oh, you're looking? Hey, let me put you in touch with the people at Rotola Chevrolet. So I've, I've done that 10 different times. It's You can't do it enough because you know they're going to have an unbelievable experience at Rotolo. If you can't come out, go online. RotoloChevy.com. R-O-T-O-L-O. RotoloChevy.com. And tell them that Travis sent you. Get Turn it, up, bro. Turn up, bro. Emily's grooving. This is Emily. I, I think that's so funny. Of all the artists on the tiny desk, and you I said T Pain's a good one. Uh, this is kind the of, best tiny desk. This is kind of genius. Yeah. I also love Imogen Heaps too because she does a lot of like interesting technology with her stuff. I think tiny desks are great because it exposes bad performers mm-hmm. and it really shines great performers and the creativity and ingenuity behind I it. I can see Trav walking into his house. First thing he does, puts this song on. Take my shirt off. I was going to say, you're not going to take your <laughs> shoes off. And they're like, Susan, off. get over here. Shoes are not coming off. Hat backwards. Yeah. I'm, in, are... I'm in a mood. Let's go. <laughs> oh but shoes stay on. <laughs> Trav, Trav, but shoes stay on. Yeah. Like, I'm not an animal, right? <laughs> I've heard this song a long time. Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> Drop <laughs> Civic, rims, two subs in the back. Oh, man. Like, Tinted windows, you're driving around. Like meatball subs? No, yep. like yep. subs, like woofers, man. <laughs> you say sub. Subs. Trav's oh, mind's going somewhere else. We stop else. by the sandwich shop on the way. Like, what do we, what do we get a hoagie? We get an Italian? Oh, we get meatball? Yep, and then listen to this. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. all together. I just, it's like, you know, some people, like kind of, they, they, they sit back in their chair and they're rolling like, and I just got a hoagie out the window. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, got dressing on that? Yep. No music on. Just came from Wawa. <laughs> Trav, no music on. Yeah. Nothing. Jersey Mike's, what up? <laughs> Right? It's just meatball. It's just a marinara like sauce. Just <laughs> like that sub off. Coming off. Yeah. I'm going to write a Tiny desk. Today. I got to watch it. Music video coming that. out, Travis. Yeah. You'll get into a whole YouTube rabbit hole. I'm sure they have a bunch of artists that you like too. Like, just look up anybody and they mostly have okay, a tiny Jorge, desk. Jorge. I will watch the T Pain tiny desk. <laughs> Can you please watch Leon? Nah, man, you do what you want. <laughs> hard pass. What, Who cares? What's, what's the most time Leon? you guys have ever burned on, on the proverbial rabbit hole, right? Like, have you yeah. started, you're long looking time. at something, oh, I haven't looked at this, and then you look up, long, and how much time is I have spent, okay, so it's a little different, because I usually do it with TikTok. Okay. I can go Same difference. deep on TikTok, because a lot of times, like, they'll have, like, everything in, like, multiple parts, and so you'll get, like, a 20-part series, and I'm like, yeah, I just, don't, you don't want to see my screen you time. You look up, and it's, your two hours are gone? More probably, but yeah. Three? Uh, probably three is my max. Three is my max. Three? TikTok is like a slot machine. Like it really that, is. It, no, it, it's it, bad. It, it's like it's just saying it's designed the same way. Anything that's ding, 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 it, look. Ding. So anything that's this, right? Yeah. That is a freaking. That's that's a very challenging to stop yourself and realize. I just lost X amount of minutes. I can't do that, but I can do. 30 to 45 minutes. What the hell was I just doing? I, I can do an hour. 
really quickly. Like mm-hmm. you just you're, you're staring at something, and the only thing that kind of breaks the spell is you get a text, you get a phone call, you 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 have an appointment. It's like oh, yeah. I need I need to, and then you look, you're like, wait, I've been doing this for. An hour? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get like it, a, and if you said I me, get something in my watch? head that it's like I can't well, do this, or my eyes. And are... after an hour, she said, "What did you watch?" Like, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what I, I just watched. Yeah, no, it, it's it's you know I watched a bunch of golf videos of guys you know falling over swinging. It's like, w- w- <laughs> what did I just watch? I the watched industry guy... got us, man. The, yeah, we're the food screwed. One I sent you. The, the oh. way they marinate the asada, oh man! See, I send them all kinds of food stuff, and that's why I'm like, oh man! Dude, I gotta do you make know this how many times I've watched that? Because <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the ingredients as it goes down. It's by the way, the one that I made for you the first time was pretty close to that. It, it, I didn't have close. that close. that Mexican seasoning that I need to get, but it was it was close. I watched enough. a dude yesterday. <laughs> it was he was seasoning oxtail, okay, yeah. and he was going to put it on the grill, and went through this whole process of let me start with let me get the grill ready let me tell you which wood i'm going to use and it was not made like professionally yeah it was this dude and maybe his wife was helping him out a little bit but it's so easy to just get caught up it's like i don't know what's going on and then i'm like well if you're going to cook the whole thing i want to see somebody eat it of course i can't i can't by the way if that's if i have a pet peeve when it comes to any of this food stuff is when they get to the point and I don't see anybody eating. I'm like, eat the damn thing. Do you know I why? need to see you eating it. Here, here. Doesn't taste good. <laughs> there, there's no other reason not to show somebody taking a bite of it, right? Like they go through all. You chop the meat like this. You put the veggies in. You yep. cook it like this at this temperature. You season it like this. You dress it. You roll it like that. You got to show the, the 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 bite. Right. That's the whole point of being here. Yep. Because otherwise, like, well, you, what you throw it in the trash? All right. Well, so there's there's this guy Jose El Cook. If you look him up like that, he's a uh, a chef chef. Okay. He says, I went to culinary school. I learned all these things. Now I want to teach you guys how to do this stuff. There's no part twos on my videos. So because there's no part twos on his videos, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. And it's just, I mm. keep going down. I, I can't stop watching this. So it, it's actually the same. Travis is typing in Jose. Is El- it Jose Andres? I think I, he just goes by Jose. El okay. Cook. Yeah. So yeah. you guys have all watched. We all have, right? Diners, drive-ins, and dives because it's on all the time. When Guy Diners, Fiat- drive-ins, and dives. dives. Love that show. Guy, Guy Fieri, you can tell when he likes something 100%. and when he doesn't. Yes. Right? When he sits there and he takes a bite, and it's like sometimes he'll put his fork down and he'll take a step back. He's got to recollect his thoughts. He's like, whatever this is. There's other times where he'd be like, mm, that's nice. The structure, or the, the you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's the tell. Here's the tell. If he takes a bite, doesn't say anything, and takes another bite, he likes it. Mm-hmm. If he takes a bite and starts telling you about what he ate, in, oh, this, it ain't happening. And this guy's for real. I know somebody who's who was in the uh, in his show, and he says producers come and they talk to you at first. When he comes in, he sits you down. This is my you know one of the guys we met from our from, from Argentina in San Antonio, Fat Tummy. It's a empanada place. Uh, he Guy Fieri told him, "Look, man, type that be, in. Be, be, yeah, before we sit down, before we start, you know, before this airs, get ready." Because once this once this hits the air, dude, it's your spot's over. blown yeah. up. Mm. You're, you're gonna blow up. He's, but he's saved for real. businesses. He's oh, hundred yeah, percent. He's not making it up. You no. weren't here. Oh no, you, you can here. tell it's authentic. Definitely you, can tell. You weren't here when we talked about with, with this with Clinton. But there's a TikTok creator called uh, Keith Lee. He goes around and he tries small businesses. Kind of same same deal though. Like if you go there and he loves it. It's and also he he does the thing to take a bite and then he goes, he like rolls his eyes but like in a good way. You know, yeah. that's yeah. the whole thing. You know, you trust certain people with their taste. Fat food. tummy empanadas. On yeah. Yelp, 4.7. That's right. And then this guy's story, he says, hey, can you imagine me from Argentina coming here to San Antonio and, and try to beat the taco? Impossible. 
And then he's he goes to fairs. He goes to like I met him when uh, I covered Argentina a while back. So I'll mess like, with an empanada, dude. That, those are delicious. Yeah, bro. These you know what I like the ones with the ground meat and the peas in it. Oh, dude, yes, dude. What, what what's in that? Uh, it, I don't know what it is. I just know I love it. I want that one, spicy beef empanada. It, right yeah, there. that looks yeah, good. What's like, the one with I, the peas, Jorge? I don't know, but there's, they make oh, different. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, I want that. Bill Belichick to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Why not? Give give me one reason why that's a bad idea. One reason, even if it's is there a disaster, any, is there, is it's there a any, good idea. Is there any bad idea for him? Is he saying, wait a minute, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to leave the New England Patriots, can I go to an organization where I have more confidence in the ownership? Is there anything that, because I think if you're the Chargers, if Bill Belichick wants to come to, like let's just say there was another Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. maybe with a last name that is similar to a Sean Payton that wants to come coach your organization and you yeah. said no to it. Yeah. Um, if you're the Chargers, you're saying, "Look, if we can just we we got to make a splat, we got to do something." And oh, by the way, this guy has six Super Bowl rings. Take our damn chances with him. I think the only question I got is, if you're Belichick, is that the job that you want? If there's multiple jobs available for you, there there may be, there will be multiple jobs available. The Bears are very likely to be open. The Panthers is open. The Raiders is open. I Commanders, think Washington I think will about, likely yeah. be open, yep. and, and probably one or two more. Mm-hmm. The Chargers will be open. There is no other team that has a quarterback like that that you can and, – and there is no – well, I don't – that dude can play. Mm-hmm. That, that guy's really, really good. And we know what's the, the CQI, the Coach Quarterback Injury Index. Well, the coach got six Super Bowl championships. We got a quarterback that works out. The injuries are kind of just lucky or unlucky. And then you got bad owners. But look, the Panthers ownership is terrible. The Raider ownership is not good. The Bears ownership hasn't gotten it right in forever. Washington's owner is brand new. new. We don't know know what that's going to look like. So is it any worse than any of the other ones? Not really. And Justin Herbert's there. And Los Angeles, and all of the sure, the, you can make a case. I mean, the be, case is there. Belichick could go five and eleven two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make him not Bill Belichick. He still won six Super Bowls. Then he's still what ten eleven back from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to average seven a year for three years. Yeah, well, no, he's seven. only got like sixteen short. He's, he's, okay, he, so he's, he's that a little short. closer okay. than yeah. I initially yeah. thought. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I he's so far up the chain. I you you can have it be end weird, but dude, you're Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You got six titles. I mm-hmm. don't think you can unring that bell. It is the uh, picks again. No draft. It is our draft, draft. Christmas songs. The holiday spirit. So get in the spirit. Come on, you put get a, in the spirit. Put a put a wreath around your neck and get in the spirit. We're doing it next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.